From high atop Rocky Road in Moab, Utah, it's KZMU News. I'm Molly Marcello. This is your news for Tuesday, March 15th. Moab is likely adding more high-density housing. The city's planning commission has conditionally approved plans for an 80-unit apartment complex off 200 South. But the construction would displace current residents. Justin Higginbottom reports on Moab's continued growing pains. Moab needs more housing. It's an issue that likely unites most city officials, residents, and businesses. So planning officials welcome developments, like the proposed Lost Spring apartments that add to supply. Also, I guess one thing I should say is that it's not a complete shock to me, right? I mean, kind of the writing is on the wall. This happens all the time in Moab. Ian Jewell lives at the site of the potential development. Right now, it's a trailer court, a quickly disappearing low-cost housing option in the area. He's lived here for around seven years, and by chance he got word of a planning commission meeting on the future of this plot of land, but he realized other residents had no idea. At that point, I wrote some emails to city council, to the planning commission, and I did go door to door and um, hand out agendas, uh, planning commission meeting agendas to all of the residents and try to make everybody aware, hey, apparently there's a development coming and they haven't told us anything about it yet, and so you should be aware. He thinks the process should include more transparency, especially because those that live here and in other trailer courts tend to be more vulnerable. I would say over 50% of the residents, probably maybe 60% of the residents or or, or more here are Spanish-speaking, and there was quite a lot of language barrier. I think there probably were several residents who didn't understand what I was really talking about. They were just kind of, you know, I handed them a piece of paper and they kind of, thank you very much. There are 15 occupied trailers here. A few months ago, nine residents of a different trailer court were told to leave. Three of those residents are now considered homeless, according to Luke Wojciechowski. He's on the Moab City Council. Housing is just a struggle to find as is, let alone affordable housing, let alone on short notice. I think we definitely want to be supportive of higher density housing getting built in our areas, but also being very mindful of the fact that This is kind of a bittersweet thing that's happening because generally the highest density housing is going to be built in the areas that are currently housing some of our most vulnerable populations. He says it's often cheaper for development to be constructed all at once rather than in phases, even though that displaces more residents. I really would like people to kind of take into consideration the human costs that are associated with all of this. These aren't just numbers or dollar amounts on like a spreadsheet or anything like that. These are real people. They are members of our community. They are students at our schools, like our friends and family members. And yeah, I mean, if we want to talk about the financial aspect of it, they're also a significant portion of our workforce. A lot of these people are working multiple jobs in an area where our businesses are really struggling to maintain like adequate staffing levels. The developer here does seem aware of Moab's situation. Here's Josh Godfrey at a planning commission meeting. He works for the company. And we're working on potentially moving some of the current mobile homes off-site to uh, some property the city owns on the other side of town. So we're going to do everything we can to accommodate these people. We want to be very aware of their needs and give them plenty of notice. I think the, legally we don't have to give them a 30-day notice. That is not our intention. That city-owned site is Walnut Lane. Moving the trailers there doesn't seem likely. They're old. Their mobile days are likely over. And and maybe some of them could move back to the property um, when, it, when it's done. Ho- hopefully that's the case. Godfrey says his company has waited to tell residents of their plans because nothing yet is set in stone. Jewel at the trailer court wants these efforts better communicated with residents. 
Construction could happen at the earliest this summer or fall. It's basically six months. That's not a lot of time in Moab. I mean, that's especially given that they haven't actually technically informed anybody. He's sure there will be benefits to the community if the apartments go ahead, but he's unsure where those benefits will land. This is going to be a, a multi-story apartment building with 80 units and apparently 120 parking spots. And I think probably the, the, the feeling, you know, a lot of city officials would be like, that's going to help. That's going to alleviate you know, some of the housing crisis. It's not probably not going to for the demographic of the people in this in this trailer park. Um, it's going to be a, a different demographic that benefits from that. Only 12 units of the development is zoned residential and would be subject to the city's proposed active employment ordinance. That means renters would need to actually live in the unit. They couldn't sit empty or be used for vacation rentals. But the developer says the entire property is planned for long term rentals. Whether those that live here now can afford the planned apartments, only the market will decide. Justin Higginbottom for KZMU News. A rare event for Utah late last week, the state's Division of Wildlife Resources captured and collared a wolverine. That's the sound of the wolverine in captivity about to be released back into the high Uinta Mountains on Friday. This animal is famously elusive, solitary, and lives in difficult-to-reach areas, making the recent series of events a, quote, once-in-a-lifetime experience for those involved. Since 1979, there's only been eight times in the state of Utah that we've been able to confirm that a wolverine's been here, uh, and this was the eighth time. Mark Hadley is the Northern Region Outreach Manager for the DWR. Because wolverines are so elusive, it is unclear exactly how many of the animals are currently in Utah. A single wolverine can have a home range as large as 350 square miles. And this is the first time a wolverine has ever been trapped, examined, and essentially given a GPS collar in the state. You know, this is something that's never happened before in our state's history. So the biologists were just ecstatic about it. The wolverine was first spotted via helicopter on Thursday by the USDA's Wildlife Services, who were in northern Utah conducting livestock protection work. That's when they noticed an animal feeding on dead sheep. And so they you know, zoomed down, got a little closer, and took a closer look. They're like, well, my word, that's a wolverine down there. The federal agency might typically eliminate wild animals that threaten livestock, but instead, they called Utah's Division of Wildlife Resources. Federal and state wildlife experts got on the ground and confirmed that the wolverine had killed or injured 18 domestic sheep. Wolverines are the largest land-dwelling member of the weasel family, famous for taking down larger animals and scaring off other predators from their kills. Hadley says wildlife experts, along with the sheep's herder, formulated a plan to try and trap the mysterious animal. They left sheep hindquarters in several traps, and the next morning... The sheep herder, he got to the area and he just got looking around, and he noticed that the door in one of the traps was down. And he's like, whoa, and he went and he looked in the trap, and there was the wolverine. It was in the trap. The wolverine was then sedated by wildlife officials and examined in DWR's Ogden office. It was in really great condition. It was a male. It was about three to four years old, roughly. Um, it was roughly four feet from the tip of its nose to the tip of its tail. 
and uh, its teeth were in really good condition. So the, the animal was just in general was in very good health. Hadley says the opportunity to examine a wolverine was a big deal, but the chance to track its movements even bigger. He says the GPS data will provide all kinds of information to Utah's biologists. The state is at the very southern edge of the wolverine's range in the United States. And there's a lot they want to know. He says they have questions like, Where is it during different times of the year? You know, does it favor a certain type of habitat here in the state? Where exactly is this animal traveling to? We're going to learn tons about, at least about this wolverine in the state of Utah. According to the Center for Biological Diversity, only 300 known wolverines remain in the lower 48 states. They say declining snow cover from climate change and motorized recreation are now leading threats to the wolverine's survival. The animals are not listed as threatened or endangered under the Federal Endangered Species Act. However, they are listed as imperiled in Utah and are identified under the state's species of greatest conservation need. Here's Hadley. You know, every every animal that's out in the ecosystem, you know, plays a role. You know, it's an important part of that ecosystem. And wolverines are an important part of our ecosystem, but we don't know as much. And so to have this collar on this animal and to be able to learn more about it is just really cool. Well, we're excited to learn more about it and how it relates to the other wildlife in the ecosystem. For more on wolverines in Utah, visit the show notes of today's news on our website and podcast. And that's the KZMU News for Tuesday, March 15th. Get your community-powered journalism Monday through Friday at noon and 7. You can also find KZMU News anytime online at kzmu.org or wherever you listen to podcasts.